Hello my friends, welcome to the We Are TGF podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're keeping safe and well, and don't forget to follow us so you know when we upload next. Hello again my friends, welcome back to a brand new episode of the We Are TGF podcast. This is episode 9. Oh, 9. Yeah, we're nearly at number 10 now. Uh-huh. Yeah, 10 weeks we're going to be doing this next week. And again, I don't know if I've yet. Exactly, Ooh. loving it. Now today we have got a new episode and it's called, I don't know, uh, Beast. The reason for that is because our guests couldn't make their mind up on what they wanted to call this podcast. Now, before I actually crack on with the introductions, I just wanted to let you know one of our guests has got a quiet mic, so I am going to go over it in post-production and try and bump it up as much as I can. It also means that there might be a slight feedback. I don't know if it's going to be audible, but we shall soon find out. But until then, let's just crack on with the rest of today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, if you want to get in contact with us and tell us a story, ask us a question, or just give us any general feedback, you can do so by emailing wertgf at gmail.com. That's wertgf, or one word, at gmail.com. I do read and reply to each mail that I get. Now, as soon as we start, you know I'm going to do the introductions, and you know that there's going to be one particular person that is sat next to me. It's my partner in life and my co-host, the wonderful, the awesome, the epic, Pixiness. Hello, people. Hello. <laughs> now today we have got a bit of a decent podcast for you again because we have not just got one guest. Oh no, we have not just got two guests. Channeling. Yeah, she's doing a fucking channeling thing again, people. <laughs> we have now got a third guest as well, spiritually, of course. She has just sent in all her answers because she wasn't available to be on the podcast right now. So, technically, we have got three guests. Let's introduce them. The first one is... Dun, 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 dun. Taylor. Hello there, Whee! my friend. Hello. As you will know, if you've been listening to the podcast for any period of time, we have given Taylor a few shout-outs out on this podcast because we think he's a genuinely nice lad we like the content that he's been putting out in the past and we cannot wait for his return to being a content creator and a streamer how are you doing taylor i'm doing great thank you very much and the second person that we have got he was meant to be on episode five i believe and he couldn't do it he's still having a few issues with his audio but at least now we can hear him. It is our awesome, amazing, legendary OG Dan. What up, people? How's it going? <laughs> Glad to be here. Yeah, we finally got you on. When you couldn't be on, and we had to get an emergency. Jammy, yeah, emergency guests in. Jammy and Nick. Nick. We just well, Nick is thiddle each for all of those who don't know. But when we had to try and get them in because you couldn't 
do the last podcast me and pixie we were pretty gutted and we got the feeling that you were gutted as well yeah i but i finally managed to get a decent working mic to work so boop, boop. <laughs> yeah exactly so now we get to redo what we didn't do before and the third guest i'm gonna let pixie introduce because well at the end of the day pixie was the one who introduced her to the tgf and since then she has become probably one of if not the most active member in there and we have seen her grow in confidence and we have seen her flourish into a really nice kind-hearted young woman and it is none other than the wonderful the beautiful the legendary Johnsy. see i will be channeling the Johnsy. channeling you can't do see what she's doing now she keeps like <laughs> she keeps like drawing the air into her yeah <laughs> fluttering her fingers in front of her face like that's going to make any difference <laughs> anyway let's crack on that's the introductions that's who's on today's podcast and i've got a feeling it's going to be a good one now before i continue i do want to say for me personally maybe not for the rest of you but for me personally next week's episode is probably going to be the most special one to me that i have ever done for one particular reason which we are not going to say yes you will have to tune in next week if you want to know who that one single guest is we are not sharing that episode with anyone else and i am really looking forward to it it'll be obvious when you know who it is but until then you'll have to wait and see i will still drop clues along the way because right. I know how much you lovely people like me dropping the clues and trying to work out who's going to be the next guest. If you do want to look at these clues, then join the TGF Discord, which will be in the description down below. Yes, of or course to the you side, can. Or wherever it may be. We are nearly 100 strong in the TGF now, and from literally all of the people in there, all we get told on a daily basis is wow this is such an awesome community this is such a great bunch of people and i'm gonna say it now because it's been getting bigger and bigger and bigger the reason we have ogs and vigs and ambassadors uh, and ambassadors within the tgf is because it was getting so big now that we're finding it hard to keep up to date with everything so that's where the ambassadors step in they are like middle management if you've got anything that you don't feel really is that important but you have got a concern about it you go to the ambassadors because there is one of them for each one of the ogs and as dan knows because he's one of the ogs that's been with us since the beginning it's it's just one of those things where we we need to try and spread out some of the workload otherwise we're going to be on discord literally all day and we'll never get any content creation or streaming done at all and i won't be able to go work <laughs> yeah exactly so we are really proud of this little idea that we had months ago now well nearly a year ago it's, where we thought let's start let's start up this little discord 
and bring the gaming family to everyone instead of just our select group of friends and since then it's just shot off people have believed in the TGF in the same way that me and Pixie always have done and to see it evolve into what it is now has just been absolutely mind-blowing thank you so much to every single one of you that has helped us get to this point but we are not done and that it also includes thank you to dan and thank you to taylor we love you both yes because you have been supporting the tgf from right near the beginning dan has been one of the very first people in the tgf since we started the discord yeah. taylor you come into my streams literally every day even if it's just for five, ten minutes, have a giggle, and then you go, right, I'm off to go and play some games myself. And I've got to respect that. Yeah, I've got to respect it. Thank you so much to you guys. Thank you to everyone in the TGF. As I said, we are not done. If you want to come and join, I'm going to leave the information that you need in the description. Jump in. We all help each other, and we will help you if you need it. We've got technical do you know how channels we have got a one-to-one -one, no judgment chat we have got a daily check-in we've got loads of stuff there to help you become the best content creator streamer or just gamer in general that you can possibly be and that is what tgf is all about now without further ado let's crack on with the questions and get some things done because I am very interested in hearing what you lovely people think. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was more like a gorilla. <laughs> right. First off is, of course, your gaming honeymoon. What was the very first gaming experience that you remember? And this first one is going to go to, I'll let my lovely missus choose. Taylor. Okay. Thank Taylor. you very much. My first experience was actually on the PS2 playing Jack and Daxter. <gasps> what a game. Sorry. <gasps> it, a hard game. Personally, I enjoyed Ratchet and Clank over it, but I really enjoyed it. And at the time, I was amazed by the graphics. And yes. still to this day, I'm still amazed. It's really good for like what year was it released in 2003 2004 something yeah. like that yeah the graphics in it was amazing at the time yeah i agree have you played the remake the remake on... well it's not a remake it's a remaster well the remaster i've got it on playstation 4 uh yes actually it's just as good as the original well, yeah, and just as difficult as the original yep right no no ratchet jack and dexter 2 personally was the hardest one yes in my opinion especially that one i think it's the water level that is yeah the hover bike challenging yeah it's like a hover bike thing mm. hated it hated it yeah but it was such a good game and it's such a shame now that ratchet and clank seems to be the only one of them kind of platforming franchises that have actually survived this long yeah because now you used to get games like Pandemonium was one that sticks in my mind. Uh, you've got Gex, the Gecko one. Uh, you've got Jack and Daxter. There was loads of games around that era where it was all platformers because they were mega popular at the time. Yeah. Mm. 
and yeah, I wish to bring some of them back. I'd, I'd love to see more of the same, more of that kind of gaming. And I think that would pull back all the people that have stopped gaming recently because of there not being that many games like that and go back to it. The same could be said about puzzle games. You know what I mean? Traditional, like Dr. Mario, Super Puzzle, Fighter, yeah. Lumens, uh, Tetris. We need to see more like that as well. Anyway, Dan, my friend, what about you? Um, my probably first experience was um, playing probably Call of Duty 4 on the 360. It was my first time getting one back when they first came out. Um, always enjoyed it. Every single card they've always done, I've always enjoyed the games. And it was something I got brought into and I enjoyed it because from my personal experience um, I watched somebody on YouTube called Syndicate. He was always streaming zombies as well as doing Call of Duty games. He, the one who inspired me, inspired me to play the game as well as watch him. Well... That's good. What do you think to the way COD's gone now in comparison to where you joined it, which was, I think we can all agree, uh, the Call of Duty heyday? Um, for me, now and um, back in the day, they did a lot of stuff for the campaign and they did a lot of stuff for multiplayer, but I just think it's gone a bit way too much where it's all cross-platform instead of just having it as a single um, and I just think from now and what people are playing Warzone and everything it's just gone downhill and it's just letting the community really disappointed and um, I just prefer it back in day where it used to be single player if you were on Xbox or PS3 really I used to used to be better yeah, I have to agree with you on that. I think uh, part of it was down to the map sizes, the fact that it was still 6v6, uh, the games that you used to have, the matches that you used to have on it used to be played uh, far differently than they are now. There was no quick scoping back then, there was no spawn trapping because the maps was too big and it was just a much more cohesive game however now they've gone with smaller maps so they can make their maps look better because you can cram more into a smaller map and make the fidelity and the textures and everything look better they, they are bringing back some maps uh, from all different platforms from modern warfare to call of duty uh, black ops one they are bringing some maps back which i find which is quite good because it brings back the old school like what people probably didn't used to play now and what people did play back back then which i think that's quite good and it just shows a lot of people for what they've put into yeah i agree completely and let's face it some of the maps from black ops 1 were absolutely fantastic from my point of experience from black ops 1 it was always going to be my my favorite map as always it had to be new town it was just the old Nuketown. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It was just one favourite map <laughs> and like I say, from me playing zombies on Black Ops One. My favourite map had to be Kino. Um 
I always enjoyed it. One of the best maps they ever did. I agree, I agree, I, I agree. They do bring it back for one more last time for the community because I think they need to. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Best zombie map ever. Like yeah. I, say, I did a high round of 110, which I would be to bring back up on the leaderboard if they did, but... Like I say, things change. Yeah. So, Taylor. Yes. Oh, uh, hang on. No, we first need oh. to go to Jonesy. How can you forget the channeling? Oh, just channel away then. Right. Jonesy's first experience with gaming was she was sat with her brother and she was playing Minecraft on the Xbox 360 and he was building and it just looked very fun. So, Minecraft? Minecraft. Good That's choice, a actually. Yeah. That's a good game to start on, that really, isn't it? She still plays it to this day. Ooh. Right, so I will go back to Taylor now. What made you carry want to carry on playing games after that first experience with Jack and Daxter? What was it that drew you back? Ratchet and Clank, actually. Here's the whole story. So, when I completed all the Ratchet and Clank games on the PS2, I wanted to set a goal that I wanted to complete and get every single one of the Ratchet and Clank games. Even the spin-offs, the mobile games, everything. Quest for booty! <laughs> it was a good game. <laughs> it was a good game, was actually, yeah. It was actually successful, actually. Yeah. And I got all the Ratchet and Clank games, completed all of them, and now I just have to do Rift Apart. Which I haven't gotten yet. Same. Yeah. As soon as I get Rift Apart, that is it. No other game's getting it looking. Yeah, and so she's probably platinumed it. And then she'll be going, are you going to play it? Yours? Are you going to play it? <laughs> if you're not going to play it, I'll play it on your account. I'll get you the platinum. Like she did with the last one when they remastered the original game. Yeah. And I, I just... Actually, that game was actually quite underrated, but yeah. I didn't like how the... Well, Doctor Nefarious was the final boss battle of it instead of, uh, what's his name from Ratchet and Clank 1? Oh. German Drek. Yes. Yeah. I was pretty <laughs> disappointed about that, but yeah, yeah the game was pretty underrated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. Dan, what about you, mate? What was it that kept you going back when you first, well, uh, after Todd? I just thought since of the very first one they brought out and whatever they keep bringing out per year or if, if it were per month the extra content for the season I just thought to myself is I want to see how far they can push themselves into the uh, texture of the maps and what they added in because I think of how they add stuff in for buildings it could be cars it could be radioactive stuff it's just really good for how they've done the graphics and I've never been disappointed how they've done the maps and I think to myself is they've done brilliantly since the first one until up until now they've done really brilliant, brilliantly See for me it's the maps that have sort of turned me off it more recently than before if you go back to say uh, Modern Warfare 3, Modern Warfare 4, or pardon me, or 
Black Ops 1, 2, you can see a massive difference in the sizes. It's like that with Call of Duty 1 and 2, which they did, they're both stories what connected to each other. I just think a lot of people were downsided by Black Ops 3 and 4 because I think they just pushed it way too far into the future, which I think they should have gone really more back backwards for like back in the war and everything instead of going a bit further into the future because I think it just makes the game really look cheap and don't really look that good for what they added for future tech. I just thought we need to go back into World War One, World War Two and just add a bit more texture and a bit more maps and everything. I think that's what they should have done in the first place. I think with Black Ops 3 that was the last to me, the last decent one of the last eras of Black Ops, and then they started bringing out the boost jump packs, and that's not COD. But then they took it back to World War Two, and then it become to me it become COD again. For me personally, I think they should push it towards other wars, like not just Afghanistan. Yeah, Afghanistan's been a war that's been raging for the last twenty years now, and as you all know by now. The Taliban have just taken over and yeah, it's getting even worse. So that would be right for the picking. But I think the reason they've not gone for that is because they don't want to become a target themselves. However, there is, there is a lot of other wars that have been fought over the years. And there is a lot more avenues that they could go down. Yeah. Rather than just keep going back to, oh, this is slightly in the future. And this one is modern warfare or something like that and it goes to someone else it, it was modern warfare 2 and 3 they brought back some old characters like soap woods price and everything and i think where people remembering the task force 141 if people do remember that from modern yeah warfare 2 and 3 they did brilliant with the, with the characters and with when it hit modern warfare remastered and whenever we played the campaign a lot of old faces were back and I thought to be honest that were one of the proudest things I've seen bringing them back and seeing how they have changed by slightly could be how old they are or how they've looked like since back then till now so yeah well I think that the future might be good for them, but it depends on what choices that they make as developers. And if EA keep like, drumming it on, you must have microtransactions. I think they're going to keep on losing more and more people, especially with how Raven have treated Warzone. But anyway, Jonesy, what about you, hun? What was it that made you keep going back? Channeling. Uh, what made me keep coming back was I enjoyed the aspects of playing a game where I could build what I wanted then watching my brother play other games which led me to new games like GTA and Warzone. There you go. I think that's a pretty good answer as well because... She did message me because, by the way, people, games that don't know any of these answers. And like last week, I didn't know Coma's answers. Games that don't know these answers. No, I don't. And she said some of these were really, really hard to answer. 
that's the some whole of, point. So some <laughs> of them are going to be quite short and sweet, just so you know. Yeah, because that's the whole point. That's why we send the scripts out ahead of time, because they are difficult answers. And when we game, and we game so much on so many different platforms, on so many different games, it becomes hard to choose one. I think Coma said it best last week. There are so many games that he loves, it's hard to choose just one. And yeah, yeah I think we can all relate that, relate to that as gamers. I know I can, but it's just, I don't know what it is. It's like Dead Space over Resident Evil. They are absolutely fantastic franchises fantastic games in their own right but i just gravitate towards dead space for some reason and i cannot put my finger on it right, so i can completely on. understand and i am going to ask the next question and i am going to give it to johnsy okay johnsy you go so what was the first gaming platform that you played on johnsy's first console that she gamed on was a PlayStation Portable and a Nintendo DS, but she would spend many hours on Sonic on the PSP. PSP. Hmm. Great little handout. I used that quite a lot previously <laughs> and it was actually very good. So I'll go to I'll go to you, Taylor. What was your first gaming platform? PS2. So it that was, was the very first one you played on? Yes. The I got it around two thousand and seven. Yes, it, that was when right about when the ps3 released but i couldn't afford that at the time yeah so gaming's not PS2. cheap anymore it's quite nope. an expensive pastime no it's not cheap what about you dan what was your very first uh, gaming my platform first experience was probably watching my uncle um, play on the nintendo 64 um, and that's when he got to me where he passed it down to me playing playing it and it's an old game and it's Summit, which is very rare to find the games for what you need to play, and yeah, it was my first console I played, really. So what was he playing? Um, I think it was, if you caught me right, I think it was Fight, uh, fight Street or Summit Fight, and I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Virtua Fighter, possibly? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that was a good game, and I remember the controversy behind Virtua Fighter as well because they had bouncing mechanics for the boobs. <laughs> um, for me, I'm more into my. He's a bum man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm more into my old tech, so I'm at the minute I am actually trying to collect old gaming consoles because I actually do want to collect them, and I do want to play on them and use them as well as. Um, they will go up in guarantee because they're quite old and it's a matter of trying to save to buy and everything. That's a good thing you do that, bro. Yeah. We'll keep an eye out for shit for you. I've got like four PlayStation 1s upstairs. So I, I found um, original Game Boy and they are quite very hard to find where they're in working condition and I did quite a bit for that and yeah my mum still has the original Game Boy and to this day she still plays Tetris on it mm -hmm. wow wow indeed <laughs> <laughs> and she's just turned 60 and she's still Tetris in a way 
Mate, I've just played the last generation of Tetris. Earlier on today, I was playing uh, Tetris Effect for the first time. And yeah, oh my God, how far we have come now is just unbelievable. Still the same game, but how far we have come with that one franchise, which was probably the very first ever puzzle game, is just amazing to me. I, I still like it. I still love playing it now all these years later so yeah i can understand exactly where you come from with the pull for the retro consoles there is still to this day people i watch on youtube uh, like tronics fix for example he does uh, repair videos and stuff like that but there's also the restoration ones where i will watch them i think it's called odd tinkering if i remember rightly and he will get an old busted uh, handheld console like the Game Boy and he will strip it down. He will by hand make any new pieces that he needs to make and for like the screen he will order it in which costs quite a bit and then when you see it at the end and it's completely working in mint condition. I don't know what it is. But it's just satisfaction. Satisfaction. Yeah, it's just that word. Really nice and relaxing to see him work, and I love watching his videos. Anyway, now this is the question that I love asking because we get to well learn about some people that we already know about or some people we don't. This is the inspirations. Now you are both content creators, so I want to know who inspired you to become a content creator. First off, I think I'm going to ask Taylor. My, well, my inspiration for being a content creator was a YouTuber named Super Saiyan Paul. Never heard they I recognize that name. Before they did their rebranding to Dragon Ball Z. But yeah, there we go, now I know. They used to do Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank content all the time. And I, well, when watching them, I felt like I wanted to become a content creator myself. And honestly, it was one of my best decisions I've ever made. I really enjoy being a content creator. We enjoy you being a content creator. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think what it is at a core level, we were all creative people. Even gamers, uh, some gamers can come out with the most creative way of winning a game. Or the most creative way of dying. Yeah. Dying like a boss. Yeah. Is there full <laughs> damage on this game? Let's check. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, there's a ledge. I wonder if you can walk off it or is, is there going to be an invisible wall stopping you? Oh, no, you can walk off it. You can die. Yep. <laughs> it's just gamers in general we love to be creative we love to push the boundaries and i think that's what it's down to it's just a natural progression for a gamer to become a streamer or a content creator in some kind of description because that's what we like to do we are creative people at nature so mm. i you think you just have to find it yeah, yeah go on we just have to find that one particular field in the gaming industry that we really enjoy doing like me i've been enjoying going down that rabbit hole of learning how to edit properly now i've got access to a computer where i can edit properly i have been really enjoying 
doing these intros and stuff like that. What about you, Dan? What was or what or who was the people person that made you want to take um, it up? It was me, weren't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, like I say, uh, for me, watching content creator and for what his uh, phrase was was syndicate. His mottos was life too short, make the most of it. And I just thought since he always said that and everything and it just got the focus on well I want to do stuff in life and I actually want to become a professional gamer and that's when I started and I eventually progressed on my own getting there and then finally meeting the meeting that other brother, Vivid Leech, meeting him on there and then meeting the legendary and the sister of us, Pixie, and as well, GameStop. Oh, thanks, man. Well, Jonesy, what about you? What was it that made you want to become a content creator? Jalen! Okay, I've got I've got Right, my inspirations for becoming a content creator, it's a short list, but they are Chill, a fun guy. Awesome guy. A feather leech. Again, awesome guy. Me. You. Oh, Why sorry. You? Sorry, Pixie. <laughs> <laughs> and GameStop. These four leggings have helped me so much with my Twitch channel and are awesome th friends, and I'm glad I met them through Twitch and Discord. Well, we're glad we met you too. We love you, little sis. We need to get, get you up in confidence because... As a product of your environment, you have not had the most confidence. Now, you need to start believing in yourself more. Because as I've said many, many times, the way that you perceive yourself is never, ever going to match up with the way that others perceive you. So, we believe in you. It's, a bit, it's about time that you start believing in yourself. So, next is the gaming loves. This is... My favourite section. I, I absolutely bloody adore... All sections are your bloody favourite sections. No. Yeah. The inspiration... This section's my favourite section, then. This section's my favourite section. This whole no. podcast is your favourite section. Well, yeah, I love the podcast. <laughs> but when it comes to the gaming honeymoon, I think the inspirations are my favourite. Them are the one question that I like to find out the answers to of multiple different people... Because I think uh, as a gamer myself, I'm only going to progress, I'm only going to evolve as a gamer by finding out what other people like, not just me. Right, so what one was the question? Sorry, John just got them all back to front, so I've got to try and find the right one. I she answered them all in the wrong order. I think so, yes. Yeah. So which, what's the <laughs> next question? <laughs> the next question is the most difficult question of the entire podcast. And this is why I love this section. What is the one game you love <coughs> above all else? Right, well, who are you asking? I've got to try and find it. Right, Dan, we'll go with you first. What's your number one game of all time? Oof. Uh, Battlefield straight away for me. Battlefield. Which one? Uh, Battlefield 3 and 4. Always the best for me. Always enjoyed it. Battlefield you... 4 is great. Are you looking forward to yeah. the new one? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I've got it on pre-order, and I'm just can't wait for it to get on the exclusive four-day content when it drops. 
And then, uh, I don't, I think it's cross-platform. So, if you get on the beta, which is coming next month for everyone who doesn't know, are you going to get on it with me? I think I'm going to be live streaming that. And me. Oh, hell yeah. I, I, there's a lot of people. Sorry, there's a lot of people right now that are really hyped because, yeah, to be fair, Battlefield 1, Battlefield 5 have not been great. Battlefield 1 was a great game on its own. If it didn't have the Battlefield name, then you played it just as a normal game. It would have been a major hit. But I don't think it's what Battlefield was known for. Now, my personal opinion for that is they've gone from Battlefield 4 and the one we don't talk about, Hardline. <clears throat> they went from Battlefield 4 to Battlefield 1 where you got very limited weapons, very limited... Uh, vehicles which is fair enough because they were going back to world war one so yeah there wasn't going to be a mass of weapons that you could choose from but when you've come from such an amazing game like battlefield 4 where you had literally hundreds of weapons you could choose from or different variations of them weapons then you go down to having very very limited amount battlefield 2042 seems to be going back to form with everything that they're doing they're making great strides to keep it fresh and new but at the same time giving all the veteran fans exactly what they've been asking for for a long time and then with uh, re reference to forza yeah mate i have been wanting to play forza for a long time but I have always said I'm not going to buy an Xbox simply to play one game. But now that I've got the PC and I think it will actually run it, I am going to go back and play a few of the Forza games because I am going to be very, very happy to see <laughs> what all the fuss is about. I've played Forza a 4 is actually very easy to run on PC. So you shouldn't have any problems with it. Well, all I'm doing is today I am waiting for my Amazon delivery because I am getting a new one terabyte hard drive. Ooh. Yeah, so now I've, at the moment I've got like 250 gigs, so I've not got enough memory to record all my videos, edit my videos, and have a load of games that I want to play on top. So now that I've got the one terabyte coming, I will be able to upgrade the PC and I will be able to download a lot more games i'm really looking forward to that so what about you taylor what was the question again <laughs> what sorry is i should have found that so funny <laughs> <laughs> what is your number one game above all else ratchet and clank oh, i fucking adore you <laughs> <laughs> of you don't know how uh, happy that's made me serious serious <laughs> it's my favorite childhood game and I still have it to my heart, still. Still play it to this day. I always go back to the previous ones. That's just Well, Gamester game. is, when the new hard drive turns up, you're going to try and find me a, a PS2 emulator, aren't you? No. No, you're not. Technically, not. I can find one, but I'd have to get the licensing software and I'll have to purchase that as well. Of course you will. I will give you the money to purchase the license hen. Right. So I could play the Ratchet and Clank. Right, but... 
Anyway, before you cut me off, rude. Oh. <laughs> Taylor, yes. what is it about the game that you love so yes, much? I need and to know. you saying Ratchet and Clank in general doesn't answer the question. You've got to give me the one Ratchet and Clank that you like out of the entire franchise. There is a lot. And yes, I am being that cruel. Cool. You've got to choose <laughs> one of the Ratchet and Clank I mean, no, games. That one's actually a pretty tough one. Uh, what, 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 one was it, what one was it that had the open sand area with the crystals that and the ice area? That was the second area? one. Well, was it? either two or three. I think it was that two. one was my favourite. That's the one that had all I the hoverboard races either, as well. Yeah. My favourite is either two, three, or a crack in time. Can't really Ooh. pick, like, one because that's pretty tough. In you my need, personal opinion, you need to choose one, Juanita. <laughs> okay, two. <laughs> two then. For me personally, it would be a cracking time if I was choosing out of that franchise. Oh, that one because it was such good. such good. Going for the Leviathans just so you could get the the, the mother of all weapons, shall we say? The Rhino. The rhino. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually been rip you a new one recently. Rip you a new one. Yeah. yeah. That just for people who are unaware about Ratchet and Clank, Rhino is R-Y-A-N-O. Yep. Rip you a new one. <laughs> and it's actually the most powerful weapon in the game and are the you, hardest to acquire. Out of curiosity, would you stream it, Taylor? Please stream it. Uh, if I could find a way to get PlayStation Now working on my PC and stream it, yeah, possibly I can try. OBS and the capture card. <laughs> uh, I tried OBS with the capture card on the PS3 and it's very hard to do that on the PS4 it's not as hard the only difficulty you'll get is trying to stream both your chat audio if you're talking with friends on the PS and the gameplay other than that mm. it's easy Dan have you ever played Ratchet Clank? Um, no to be honest and I, and I feel quite bad now. I've never actually heard of it and I've never played it in my Oh my days, I fucking disown you. You are no longer my brother. Mate, <laughs> you need to play it. Something to play it, so... I'm, I'm physically heartbroken. <laughs> Go get yourself PlayStation now. All the PS3 games are on it. Do you know what? I am so tempted I just to get that, just to get it. Just... I need to... Fix the hard drive on it, which I've got a spare one, so I'm going to to get that up and running soon. Okay. Well, here's the one that she has strategically told me during these last few days was a really difficult question for her, but she didn't tell me the answer. So I'm looking forward to hearing this. Jonesy. Channeling. Yeah, as always. Jonesy. What is your number one game? What's your favourite game? And I've got a feeling it's going to be Minecraft. In my opinion, I'd say that I haven't got a single best game. Cop out. <laughs> as long as the game is fun and I can either play solo or with friends, I like them. So she's basically saying all games ever made. So that's why she was trying to tell me, yeah, it's a difficult question. But I'm, I'm going to just put a little pixie charm into this it's i'd say for her it's either minecraft because of how she become about it 
yeah. or Warzone purely because of me and Charlie. And I've got to say, in all the times that I've played with her on the console, in the chat and everything, when we were playing on uh, Minecraft, and I had Sarah on the other one, on yeah. the other PS, that was the time she was the most vocal. So, yeah, That's I'd Minecraft. say Minecraft. That's yeah. when she seemed to like properly come out of her this show. That's why I keep telling her to stream the Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so on your list. Then we're interested. I like them. Quite, I like them answers. Taylor's given the best answer. We've got ever. one takeaway from that, mate. You need to go onto the PlayStation Store. You can get the remaster, which is the complete one. remake of Ratchet and Clank. And it's on. It's actually on a permanent discount now for sixteen pound now, I believe. Now that See, it's on PlayStation, Hint. and it trust me, it's worth every well, in, penny. It it's really out. funny, really good gameplay, and lots of upgradable weapons. It's just, it's just it's a great fun. game. Yeah, and for anyone and who's the listening, are great. Yes, yeah. and for anyone who hasn't played it like Dan, and you're wondering if you can get it and if it's going to be worth it. It's family friendly. It's one of it's like a Pixar film. It's got loads of stuff for the kids, but at the same time, it's got a few like tip of the hat kind of jokes for the parents yeah. as well. If you yeah. don't, if you don't like Captain Quark, what's, what's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Captain Quark is great. <laughs> yeah, and it's also, so funny. And also the plumber. He pops up every now and then, but he's just awesome. He he's, comes out of the best moments. He does, yeah. yeah. And he's in every single game. Yeah. Right, what's the next question so I can find it on the list? This one is a very difficult question, but slightly less difficult than the first one. It is, what is your favourite gaming franchise? Let's go to Jonesy first. That's all right, because it's right there. Right, channeling. Uh, my favourite franchise will probably be Minecraft, because it was the first game that I had played fully and seeing how it has expanded in to be an open-world game is awesome. Yeah, I they agree. They really have grown. There's, like, spin-offs from it as well now, Story isn't there? Story modes and everything now. So, uh, at one time, it was just a single game, so it wouldn't be classed as a franchise, but now it's got... Uh, dungeons it's got story mode it's got earth yeah it, it's just yeah yeah i, I mojang i think they call, they're called yeah i think they have done a fantastic job with it now even though it's not particularly my kind of game i would gravitate gravitate towards dragon quest builders instead but saying that i have got nothing but admiration and respect for the way that they have produced and developed that game I'm going to chuck the question to Dan. What's your favourite franchise? Cod. Um, Bet you. <laughs> can hear his mind going tick, 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 tick. Yeah. Um, favourite franchise, I back, back old school, it's still the Call of Duty for me. It were just the war, the new maps, old, and just... Really, it was just one of the good franchises I've always liked. I think with COD, it's, it helps when you've got that decent teammate, the group yeah, of friends definitely. that you have. I think... Go on. Like, since we, uh, me and the old clan used to run a squad every time on Call of Duty, and we would basically just run a squad and we would just team up as best as we can, and we would just plough through the other players and we would just try our best, really. Yeah. And that's uh, going back to me and Mystic. I 
Mystic the Gamer 06. He was on episode uh, 7, I think. And he's a really good guy and he's got the same mentality as me. Back in the day, I used to be very, very competitive in the way of I was either the <coughs> best person. Yeah, best person or it wasn't good enough. Yeah. And it's only over the past five or six years where I try and beat myself. If I'm getting frustrated now, it's because I know I can do better and I'm not doing up to scratch, if you know what I mean. But I no longer care whether I'm the best. I don't want to be a professional gamer of any particular game. I just want to be above average, which I know that I am. So when I perform badly, like really badly, that's when it frustrates me now rather than if I don't get first and I get second, I'd be fuming back in the day. And now I think I've grown and I've developed as a person and I think I'm a little bit better now. So yeah, I get where you're coming from. Now is, yeah, that's all of us answered. Taylor hasn't. Yes, <clears throat> said Ratchet and Clank. That was, that was on the best game that I've played. Oh, right, I so... Asked about the, I wasn't asked about the franchise. Rude. Now apologise. Sorry. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> so go on then. If Ratchet and Clank was your favourite game, and you said Ratchet and Clank 2, didn't you? Yes. What about the franchise? Is it the same? Uh, possibly. Either that or a mixture between Ratchet and Clank and Half-Life. Oh! Imagine a spin-off Ratchet and Clank Half-Life. It wouldn't work. Oh, it make it work. You don't know the Half-Life universe. It, it would not make work. Make it work. Just put Ratchet and Clank in, and you could be alright. Or you could just mod it. In. You could mod it in into Half-Life Alex. Get all the Ratchet and Clank weapons in there, and call it like a spin-off or something. Yeah. Well, Let's make it happen, Taylor. <laughs> modders of Half-Life Alex, go make yourself the Ratchet and Clank mod and then I'll download it. You have a new customer, I'll come, I'll come. <laughs> yeah, because Half-Life is a great game. It always has been from day one. I've not tried Alex, but I would like to try it. That's the great. VR one, isn't it? Yes, yeah, Alex is the VR one. Yeah, that's the one that I haven't it's tried. The... Alex takes, well, I think it takes place between the events of one and two. Right, that makes more sense. It's because more I really enjoyed it. Sequel. It was back in the day, it was first off it was Wolfenstein, Doom, they were like the two D, three D two D like enemies, <laughs> if you get what I mean, but it was a three D environment. Cardboard ones that fucking turn with you. Yeah. yeah. Wherever you're looking they turn to face yeah. you and that yeah. was cutting edge at the time. Yeah, it was. But then it progressed and it went completely 3d i was playing it uh, only yesterday and that was quake i loved quake and then it went to unreal tournament and i think half-life came just after unreal tournament was released and Possibly. yeah it was just an absolutely amazing game and yeah i think there were some really good answers i'm pretty impressed you've picked some absolute gems that no one else has chosen yeah so now we get to go to what is the very first platform that you've ever owned yourself so the first one that you bought for yourself or you 
had bought for you, but it belonged to you. And I think I'll go with Dan on this one. I'm very interested to hear what you say because you're saying that you would like to collect them all. So, which yes, was the very first curious. one that you got? First, first console I collected was the PS One. It was the first one I collected. Hang on, PS One or the just the PlayStation? Uh, PS One. The white one, because there was two. There was the grey box kind, and then there was like a slimline version that they caused. Yeah. Slimline version. Right, the PS1. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. So, is that what console it was that made you want to, like, I want to collect them all now? Yeah, um, I started off with the slim PS1, and then when they brought the second one out for the PS2. I started collecting them as well as the games. Um, I basically wanted to be a collector and play old tech and old game platforms. So I'm eventually I went up to the next console, what they came out with, which was the PS3. I got that, and then the PS4 and everything. Same with the Xbox. Got the original one, then the 360, then the E1. Then Xbox One. The E1. E1, yeah. And then the new Xbox Series S, which I find stupid. <laughs> so what, I think, rather than saying what consoles you've got, I think, I just want to know, I know it's going off topic a little bit, but what consoles are you aiming to get now then? Is there any particular ones that you're after next? Um, my typical one, I'm trying to look for some of Sega because I've been trying to search for old Sega platforms where we are quite running, I think it's the old Sonic, old Mario and everything on. Um, I've been trying to look for one of them and I've found one or two of them but I'm still trying to look because I was into Sonic and Mario on the Sega and everything. Um, on the old platforms, so I'm trying to look. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, the I had the Sega Master System, and I sold that for fifty quid, and that was just the system on its own, no wires, nothing, just the system on its own. So I understand how rare they are to be still fetching that kind of money, and that was like five, six years ago. So it's probably, well, no, even longer than that, more like ten now. It was like it was like that. The this was how rare this was, and the anime fall in the world, and I managed to get my hands on it, which was, it were a Chinese company who made the first original Xbox in red, that's how red they are, they were only full made, and they were going for quite a lot of money, and that's when I thought, I've seen one, I want the original, because it's going up in value, and they are very expensive to get, and I saw one, and I managed to get one, and it was the only four ever made in the world. You lucky bastard. Yeah. Sorry. And that's <laughs> sat in my ward in my cupboard and it's still in its box and I hardly touch it because I don't want to break some it because then it's trying to find the part for it. Hmm, right. 
So, Taylor, what's the first one that you ever owned yourself? Uh, the saving up counters first owned. Well, yeah, if you saved up it, uh, saved up for it, and then you purchased it yourself, that's mm. your console. It belongs to you. That would be the OG PS4 then. Ooh. So, no, I remember I was saving up. So, wait, no. Let's start at the beginning. So, the. Remember when I. I think I said that I wanted to get every single Ratchet and Clank game and complete it. Yeah. The. When I completed the PS3 ones, I started saving up some money for a PS4. Is that, like I said, at the time, I wasn't fortunate enough to have expensive gaming gear like that. And coming September of 2015, was it? Yeah, 15. The I finished saving up, I had enough, and then... The day I finished, I went over to the game store and bought Ratchet and Clank on the PS4 and Uncharted. Uncharted, what a game! Those were, those were the two games that I got with it. You gotta love Nathan Drake; he's an absolute badass. What? So, just off a little bit off topic, what about Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake in the upcoming film? What do you think to that? I actually don't mind it, actually. Yeah, there's I, a, there's a lot of people fitting. going on about uh, how he doesn't suit the role, but I'm more concerned about Matt Damon being in it as a young... Oh, what's he called now? Uh, is, young Nathan Drake? No, it, we've got Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, and then the mm. old guy with the cigar. That's who Matt Damon's playing. Sam, that's it. He's playing uh, him. Yeah. And that's the most like concerning part for me i don't think matt damon is going to play it well at all but we shall see now jonesy hello hun hi sorry that's the first time i've heard a sound like that <laughs> <laughs> what was your very first console that you owned the first gaming platform I owned was the Xbox 360. When I got in from school, I'd do my homework, then I'd play on Minecraft with my brother. Aww. Sweet. Yeah, that is a very sweet, sweet. answer. I, re I really appreciate that. I think yeah. that's a really nice answer. Right, so that is that question done and No, dusted. it's not, is it? Now we can move straight on to our oh we've been done the inspirations haven't we we've done the inspiration yeah so now we move on to the just for fun section then now I'm excited it, for this one <laughs> <laughs> this is just the random questions just to get to know you a little bit better now if you had the possibility to change any one thing what would it be and i think i'm going to go to taylor what about you? If you had the power to change one thing in the gaming industry, what would it be? I don't particularly like the fact that devs like overhyping stuff. Ah, right. So you mean like these, air quotes, leaks and stuff like that? Uh, not really. The So, like, this basically leads to, like, cyberpunk, Call of Duty and stuff like that. The... Devs like overhyping all their games. Well, not all of them, but like devs try overhyping the games to its absolute extreme. And then people come out and say, yeah, this is the best game ever. 
making even more people excited for the game and then the game comes out and it's just an absolute disappointment that yeah. is the one thing that i do not like i think yeah you mentioned it yourself i think cyberpunk was one of the cyberpunk worst for that the most cyberpunk is the most notable one actually because when that released, the game was pretty disappointing because it had so many glitches in the game, making the game super unplayable. Well, yeah, because... I well, I just didn't want to buy the game anymore after that point. Yeah, I, I refuse to pre-order any games now since I got Grid on pre-order. And because I've loved Grid as a series for so long... I pre-ordered it and then I got nine tracks and about 40 cars and that was it. And even then, if you go online with it or anything like that, you mm. go online with it and it says, right, you're going on this track, but you can only use one of two cars. And you're like, well, come on. This is not what it's about. Anyway. Oh, but you can purchase more. Every like eight weeks, we're going to do another season. We're going to add one more track and around two or three cars, but we're going to put that behind a paywall. Um, you've just ruined the entire franchise by that's, doing that. That's the one problem I had with Gran Turismo Sport as well. Everything was behind a paywall the last time I remember playing it. It's not the same now. I did get that uh, pretty early on, and fortunately, they had such a robust... A robust... A what robust a, what, what system a robust? where you can earn cars and you can buy cars. So you could go out of your way. You could buy the cars that you wanted with real money. Uh, but even they were very, very cheap. They were only like pound fifty or something. I don't know what the conversion rate is for around the world. But here in the UK, it was like pound fifty or something for any single car. And oh, that's then, a lot better then. Yeah, then you could... Uh, go on to the online races and everything but the campaign was not as great as it used to be but the racing itself is still like top tier right now oh, uh, when it comes racing was good though i must admit yeah when it comes to simulation racing which is what it's known for it's as close as you can get to driving without driving if you get what i mean but other than that, yeah, I completely understand. Uh, Cyberpunk, they just... They had so many YouTubers and people like that going on and playing it. And they are running it on their PC that's top of the range. Because yeah. they're mega popular and they've got the money to do it. They're top of the range and they're going, yeah, this game's fantastic. And then they say, oh yeah, well, all this was recorded on PlayStation. It didn't say playstation pro it didn't say a playstation 5 it just said playstation or something yeah. like that and then when people pick it up and it's just an absolute mess and they can't play it they go oh yeah sorry we should have told you that and this is after they hyped it up for i think it was seven years they released with an image seven years prior to it being released Round and like then that. they said right we're gonna to have to delay it and they delayed it i think it was five times five, saying six times yeah yeah saying it'll be ready when it's ready and it all sounds good but that is hype at the end of the day and when you have got that and with the opposite end of the scale being developers that are trying their best 
to make sure the game isn't buggy which we have got a news story coming up about one of them and then they get labeled as scum and like scammers and stuff like that it just yeah i don't think there's any correlation there and i don't agree with it so yeah i think that is a very valid thing to change dan what about you my friend if there was one thing you could change what would it be um i think they could just probably make sure and uh, keep the system um bug free and just to deal with all these damn bloody hackers on if it's on apex or warzone they just need to sort it out because it's just at the minute it's getting to the point where i'm thinking about just completely shutting warzone off my stream and just doing something else because at the minute it's just letting me down and i just don't have the time or the effort to put into it anymore it's just completely let me down as much hype they for this season what they've done what the put one new operator who's a hacker and it's just not even that good it's just it's let it down and they've done absolutely excuse my language shit yeah and it's, they've just let they've just let the franchise down they, they really do need to sort it out yeah, I can completely agree with you on that. I've been feeling exactly the same when it comes to Apex. And that, as you will already know, because you listened to the very first podcast, that's my one thing that I would change as well. The hackers. They're earning billions. Literally every quarter they're earning billions and billions of dollars. But they are not reinvesting hardly any money, in comparison that is, to the hackers and trying to defeat the hackers now i heard a article not long ago which i think is very poignant for that fact and it is look you're never going to stop hackers it's a foregone conclusion now that there is no way you are going to get around people hacking your game so the best thing you can do is make sure you've got an up-to-date anti-cheat software and make sure that all the hackers have to jump through so many hoops to hack your game that it becomes so time-consuming that it's just not worth the effort, the effort for it. That as well, it, they, they, you can, people can use it from PC or people can just go and buy striker packs or the other ones what just clips on controller and it's just an anti-lock aimbot and i just think it's just stupid yeah so hackers are becoming more and more advanced and i think that instead of actually helping out and combating that by making their anti-cheats more advanced we've had to now wait for warzone in general for the last two years of that being hacked to shit we have now had to wait two years just to get some more anti-cheat software coming this this year. Like that, they, they literally put a they put an anti-cheat system literally last week. They put it on, so anybody who does use the hacks, the mods, that anything, it will pick it up. But it's like that when me and my friend were saying, well, they can just bypass that, and they've come up with something new, and it's it'll be easy for them to do it yeah more resources need to be put into stopping the hackers that's the ultimate thing 
They should do what Splitgate is currently doing. IP the hackers. Yes. Exactly. There's now only uh, three developers on the planet that ban the IP. And guess what? They've got some of the least amount of hackers on the game. Which one of them is Fortnite. Yeah. They, They need to start banning the IPs of hackers rather than just banning the account. I think it doesn't help as well, it's with a Nora VPN, they can just bounce their signal to all different countries and that's how some of them don't get detected because that's what most of them are using, that's how they can bypass the IP bag because it's not using their IP, it's using somebody else's. Right, well, now, that I think them are two great answers. Of course, I'm going to agree with you, Dan, because it's the same answer as me. But, Jonesy, from somebody who has seen the both the negative side and the positive side and experienced both, I am very interested to see what, or hear, what Jonesy is going to choose as the one thing to, choose, uh, one thing to change. Uh, I would probably change the graphics of some games to make them look more realistic. Also, photorealism. Yeah. That's becoming a thing, Jonesy, honestly. Yeah, that's actually coming very close to that yeah. actually happening. Yeah, PS5, come on, look at every generation so far. At the beginning of the PS1's life cycle, for example, the games look completely different than they do at the end of the life yes, cycle. Yes, there was no yeah. smooth edges, what they it was do. All square. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what developers actually do. So at the beginning of the life cycle, like Sony and Microsoft, they get their best developers and they, well, they get their development studios. They tell them, okay, make these games for the beginning of the life cycle. Show what the, well, show what can be done with the hardware. Yeah. And then at the end of the life cycle, show how it should be done. Yeah, exactly. It's like they're trying to rinse every single drop of the power out of the machine. And yeah, you've got to commend them on that. And I think if you look at the games at the end of the PS4 cycle now, comparison. Yeah, in comparison to the games at the beginning. Now, I think the game at the beginning was Killzone. I think that was one of the launch titles. And it was just so different. Even though it looked, it looked really nice. good. It looks nice, but nothing in comparison between like Red Dead, God of War, all that stuff. Precisely. The fidelity nowadays is just way higher. So, with that said... Look at the games we're getting right now when it comes to things like the PS5 games are really gorgeous. They've got the ray tracing, they load in next to no time. It's just an absolute joy to look at the gameplay on them. But just think in, well, they are trying to predict that it's going to be around six or seven years for this generation. So, looking about six or seven years, around 2028, I guarantee you the games that are coming out for the PS5 and the Series S are just going to be amazingly different. I would, I would like it if, if, they, if they, both PS4 and Xbox, did one big massive game, which I think which could be like a realistic game, so you basically 
you're still a human being, but you're doing like other jobs like around the world, and you like get to do like things you know, like buy houses, traveling. If I would like a realistic game, what you could actually do and feel like what it feels like to work for someone else instead of like what you're doing now. It, yeah. That. Well, look at the evidence that we've got. For example, uh, not oh, what's it called now? It's the one where you can race all around America. It's like a slimmed down version of America. That was never possible 10 years ago. But now we have got a full like recreation of America. Even though it's slimmed down. They've taken artistic license with a few areas. So the next step up from that is going to be worldwide. Well, you can go at you can take your cars or whatever and you can travel to any place on the globe and race that is just gonna be amazing it's gonna be like nothing else you've ever seen before so yeah i am really looking forward to how things are going to progress in the future but anyway let's crack on now this is a question for all of us and it is simple what bugs you in gaming Today, or should I say this week, what's been bugging me is the toxicity of people and the, basically, I know better than you, even though they've got literally no experience. That has been bugging me royally. I've been having just a lot of people telling me how to do things and saying you're not good enough, even though their content or their skills in any given game is subpar at best do you know what i mean yes and that has been bugging me a lot this week but what's been bugging you taylor it's not necessarily this week or today but it's been well for the last few years now the just the yearly releases of games have been really bugging me out. Especially yeah. when they sell it at 60, 70 odd pound every single year. Especially so like COD. FIFA. COD, FIFA, yeah. FIFA is one notable example because I, I play FIFA... Well, well, I've been playing FIFA on EA Play the last few years since FIFA 19. And I've not really been seeing a massive difference in the games. That's what's been mostly bugging me out. It's just the way how they handle these yearly releases. Yeah, I can completely understand it. It's just like more of the same, isn't it? It's like, yeah. well, not much is changing. How are they going to keep people's attention? And then FIFA going, yeah, but now we've got this year's roster of players. But that doesn't make the game. That's an update. Yeah, that's an update. That's not a new game. You can just take a game, make it a live service, and just update it. And let's face it, there is proof. Rockstar do it all the time. There is proof that you can just update a game while you're making a new one. And that way you don't have to rush the new game you're making. You just keep updating and giving more content to the, to the people that love your game in general. So, yeah. As much as I love GTA, yeah, that is true. Yeah, exactly. But come on, if 
we didn't have a long development period for Red Dead 2, it would not look as good as it does right now. So I do not mind waiting and having a live service game being updated. What about you, Dan? What's been bugging you, pal? I think it's going to be bugging me. It's just the, it's just the downside. How big, how big are they just going to do for the games? Because it's just pushing... The bigger the game, the bigger more memory you're going to have to get and everything. And like for the new consoles now for the series S and X, we've only got the SSD which we can keep swapping in and out and everything, but it's like how far are you literally going to push for us to go and get a big memory because if you just stay with the old hard drives which you had, the original, I'd just say use them instead of use as an SSD because it's just, it's slimmed it down but the games are just getting way beyond too big and it's just getting to a point you have to delete like four or five games just to get the one game in for what you need and I just think it's really stupid which they could have done the size and everything quite less for what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So it's like they're in competition with each other to go, right, how many games can you fit on the console? Mine only. Yeah. This year for the, for the new card, it's 200 odd gig. And I hardly have that. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's done purposely for most of it because you've got to think there are people that are die-hard COD fans and they will install this 200 gig and they will have no more space left over, maybe one other game. And I think it's done like that by design because... What grade your hard drive? It's a case of what are you going to do? Are you either going to play our game which takes up your entire hard drive, but look how shiny it is. Or are you going to get rid of our game and play four or five other games which are not quite as good as ours? And I think that's why they do it. When Modern Warfare, like during Modern Warfare, I only had about three, four games on my PS4, and I have a PS4 Pro. Yeah. So... Yeah, that storage really, is pretty bad. They really just should have stayed with the hard drives because I've got external hard drives which are like nearly six, eight terabyte, and I can get plenty of games in. But now with SSD, you're not getting really what you're getting from the other hard drives. And I just think they should have just stayed with it instead of swapping. It would have made people hell of a lot easier instead of have to go and buy out a one terabyte hard drive or two for 200 odds quid when they've already got one and they could have stayed with the hard drive i think that's what they really should have done yeah yeah i agree completely babe what about you what's been bugging you this week are you or johnsy you me i don't call johnsy babe i was just about to say it's time to worry i like her and everything but not that much <laughs> me personally it's you know I've been playing Warzone a lot. I've been playing Rebirth. Yeah. And you're going in, you're going in with the random people, but they mark where to land. You go land there, they fuck off. Yeah, they go somewhere else. So it's teammates that fuck off. Teammates don't, that don't, don't communicate. Yeah, don't mark where you're going and then don't go there. Yeah, I completely understand that. Security, always security. <laughs> <laughs> but for John Z, she said hackers. If you're going to hack the game it just ruins it for the other players and there is no point ha hacking a game to try and be good and it stops you being actually good yes preach girl preach it? 
I completely yeah. understand that and I completely agree with it. So, so instead yeah, of taking see, the time to actually get good at the game, it's like, I fuck back, I'm going to get aimbot. Have you not noticed now, though, that is my initial thing that I wish I could change is the hackers. It we've comes had up every so, podcast. Yeah, we've had so many people on this podcast now, and you would not believe the amount of times that it comes up and it gets mentioned that hackers are ruining the game. So, yeah. if there is any developers listening to this... Sort your fucking shit out. Thanks. <laughs> right. Next question is one that I always liked asking because it gives us a little giggle. Let's go to Jonesy first. Now, what is the funniest or your most proud moment within gaming? She's got two, but I am going to let her have both of these. Preferential so, treatment? She's, she's a little sis. She's allowed her it. Right, uh, her best gaming moment is probably when she got a one uh, three thousand one hundred and fifty meter sniper shot on Warzone. Ooh. Because I had never done it before, and her funniest gaming moments is whenever she plays with me and Charlie on Warzone. Now, none of you are going to get this, and this is just for Johnsy. Drive on, driver. Drive on. I ain't going to explain no more than that. That's just for her. I think we can all pretty much put two and two together for that. Because... Me being a dick. <laughs> yeah, it's just you being you. I'm not driving. I'm not driving. And then you jump in the passenger seat and go, drive on. Drive on, drive on. Yes. Yes. I'm going to chuck that question to Dan. Go on, Dan. What's your funniest gaming moment? Or proudest. Or proudest. Uh, funniest game moment I've probably seen where... Um, Probably where I played PUBG with one of my friends and that were back in the day when it first came out and um, the vehicles were glitchy and he got in one of the cars and he basically launched into the other side of the map. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just oh. a what the fuck moment. Yeah, I could, I could just imagine it now, just Dan going, what the fuck? <laughs> and what about you taylor this is actually my toughest question i couldn't think of one i have two here we're allowing okay we're allowing it's just for fun this section just for fun yeah. so go for it you can have two so the first one i'll go in order the first one was the moment when b tabra acknowledged my youtube channel yes love that Okay, so I'll tell you the story behind it. So, this was shortly after Beatsaber followed me. The They were doing their, like, fan art section on Twitter. And I said, hey, do you want to see my TG logo that I made, like, inspired by Beatsaber? And they said, yeah, sure, show. And then I tagged them in a post added the TG Beat Saber logo in there and I said that like I wanted to make a Beat Saber logo out of my TG and then they came back and said yeah we saw that logo before and the two well the only two videos that were on that TG was my Ghost Expert Plus video and my BTS video and I asked them, wait, did you see my ghost and BTS video? And then they said yes. And then I 
I just he shit amazed. a brick. He shit a brick. That. <laughs> <laughs> and then a week later, they commented on my round two of BTS, saying congratulations on an S rank. That's when. Yeah, man. Then the second one. That was, was Beatty, by the way. That's what she's called. <laughs> the one who runs the account, the Beat Saber account on Twitter, she's called oh. Beatty. She came into my stream a couple of weeks ago and yeah, actually watched yeah, watched my stream and I was just amazed. She's a really nice followed. woman. Yeah, then they followed me. They subbed to my channel and I was just like ecstatic. I had a massive smile on my face for the rest of the week. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, she's called time? Beatty. She's an absolute lovely lady. So, yeah, you can thank her for giving you them comments and everything like that. So what's your next bit then, Taylor? Second one, Games that I think you'll know this one. Ooh. The When I platinumed Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, yes. <laughs> I had a running commentary of him platinuming it, and I was so proud when he did it. The You were streaming Jedi Fallen Order. I remember this moment. Yes. Uh, you were streaming Jedi Fallen Order... I just completed Spider-Man Miles Morales and platinumed it. And I went up to Games to Stream and then I told them the whole uh, I told them the whole story and then shortly afterwards I said I bursted out crying because of it. Yeah. Cuz the way I did it, I was playing on the hardest difficulty. And that was that made the platinum quite hard for me. And because it was quite hard, as soon as I reached the final cutscene, I just bursted in tears. All that time, yeah. all that effort. And I've got the platinum myself. I know how difficult it is. Well, do you have a funny gaming moment this week? For what, for just this particular week? Mm -hmm. Yeah, spending an hour and a half trying to explain how to set up your computer to Mystic. <laughs> <laughs> He's just he's just an absolute diamond guy, and yeah, he's not one of those people who thinks, oh, I already know how to do things. If he needs help, he will ask for help, and I have got to respect that in people because, yeah, it's not a trait that many people have nowadays. What about you? It wasn't on stream. It was off stream, and I was on Warzone with one of our original OGs. Which one? Hobiness. Of course, we all love hobiness. And we were in the pre-game lobby for Rebirth, and he just went, Pixie, 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 look up, look up. I looked up, and then he went, you ready, you ready? I went, yeah, and he went, dun, 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 splat. <laughs> and he just splatted right in front of me, and then he turned around and he went, I'm going to do that in every pre-game lobby now. So it is now our thing. We must splat in front of each other. Ooh, squish! Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was his laugh that just got me going. It it was yeah, very funny. It's always the laugh. It is always it the is. laugh. But that, this is why I love gaming for moments like that. Now, Dan, my friend, I'm going to ask this next one to you. If you could live in any gaming world, which one would you choose? Uh, I'd say definitely Red Dead. I'd be a good Western. How I'd one of the best things for me. I can just see you in a cowboy hat. Would you be a cowboy or would you be an outlaw? Outlaw. 
Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. What would you call your horse, though, Dan? Black Beauty's already taken, so you can't have that. I'm gonna have sta- uh, no. Uh... Staples? <laughs> oh, I don't- I actually don't know what I'd actually call it, though. It's- I know it's probably hard things what to actually name it. I knew somebody once that was playing Red Dead, and I said, what have you named your horse? Cockwomble. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Mine was a red saddler, so I called it Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah, that's Bloody Mary, that. Okay, Taylor, what about you? What gaming world would you live in? Honestly, Half-Life Alex. You let me down. <laughs> oh, don't start. <laughs> You've not even played Alex. It is a glorious world it's to be in. It's not Ratchet and Ratchet Clank, though, is it? No, no. It would be scary though, wouldn't it? <laughs> if you had to live in that world, that'd be quite yeah. scary. Like that's peeking why... round every corner when you walk into the shops. That's why in the <laughs> title it says Beast. Well, yeah. Right, and as for John Z, I can find the question. Where is it? Where is it? I'd like to live inside a gaming world of Minecraft because you can build whatever you want, whenever you want to, and I think it would be awesome to see some of the structures people build. So she would live with Jay. In As Minecraft. a little side note, I saw something the other day which actually really impressed me. There's a place in Apex Legends on Olympus called Bonsai Gardens. Mm. Someone has just spent, I think they said, over two and a half months every day building an exact replica of Bonsai Gardens within Minecraft. Fair play to them. Wow. And I'm like, what? I'll get bored within 15 minutes just trying to fucking build a little house. Exactly. But it's got two massive skyscrapers with like an air garden in between the buildings. You haven't seen the world that Dan has got with some of his mates. It's, he's shown me it. It's fucking enormous. The things people do in Minecraft just blows my mind. It's it like really does. Like we, me, because I'm on two different servers with the OGs and then the other regulars and for the OGs um, we, met, we met back in 2009 that's how long it's been um, through PC and Xbox and our world is to the point now it's just reached over I think you said last week it just reached over 9 terabyte on his hard drive jeez Whoa. Yeah, we've put a lot of time and effort um, and recently we had to shut down the server. Um, we came on, because we, on the PC you can have a bot what um, tells who's going to be on and off um, on the world so it keeps a record. Um, and we realised part of the city which we spent a good 12 hours doing because it was an old um, village back in the medieval because that's how we did it um, it got griefed and we shut it down and at the minute we are rebuilding it on uh, PC so it's that's painful yeah. yeah painful and it's just is that the world that you showed me no that were a different one that's the city too right so you've got multiple you need you do need to do a stream of it and just get people to see it, bro, because it is absolutely fucking immense. Yeah. 
Put a little backing track on it. Shove it on YouTube or something. Yeah. I think that'll get a lot of hits. No, it is on YouTube. Uh, there you go. Right. Doing compilations like actually do pretty well on YouTube. That's something to do. Right. Then we've only got one more person to ask. Jonesy, no, what no. about you? She said that she'd live in like Minecraft. Oh, but, right. Um, so. I want to ask the next question. Okay. The next question is this one. The one that we class as the PPQ. Uh-huh. That's the Pixie Podcast question. If you had to be forced, we've just asked that, if you had to be forced to live in a game. No, if you could only play one more. That weren't my game. That I was your? Mine, mine was being forced into the world. Why but so anyway, forceful? Fucking shove them in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> nah. Right, okay, right. If you could only play one game for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'm going to do Jonesy first. Okay. I don't think I could choose a game as I loved all games together. But if I had to choose a game... Which it, you do. It would be Minecraft. As it has the creative aspect and you can express yourself through the buildings. Yeah, just like I did with the massive TGF sign. Yeah. So I am going to ask you, Taylor... If you could only play one game for the rest of your life, what would it be? Beat Saber, probably. Yes. As long as it was custom songs and multiplayer. Like of course, he's got an Oculus. I got a PC with all my mods on it, so yeah. You can't see the face I'm pulling right now, can he? No. She's pulling the face at you like, not show off. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're going round tables. But yeah, the I, well, reason why I picked Beat Saber is because... It's a good mixture between, like, having fun and probably going out to the gym at the same time. Getting exactly fitness what, and stuff. Yeah. So, honestly... What said. I, like, I actually see it as a win, honestly. Yeah, I agree you, with Dan? you. What gaming world... Well, what game would you live in? No, play for the rest of your life. I'll get there in a minute. <laughs> I would have to stick with Battlefield, to be honest. Um... It was one of my always favourite games, and it would be the one I'd stick to. Would it be um, any particular one, or all battlefields? I'd say all, all the battlefields. Fair enough. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that because, you know that TikTok of the army, where that guy falls asleep against a tank? <laughs> the one I sent you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then they decide to set off an artillery cannon right next to him and he shits himself and wakes up. That that would be that would be exactly what it would be like for me to live in a battlefield game. I would fall asleep because no one can go forever and I would end up getting woken up by some fucking tank bursting through the wall. Going off topic a little bit, I did see a, a TikTok. It was of a British army and they were in, in the middle a fucking gunfire, you could hear it all going off. And one of the soldiers decided to carry a cup of tea over to another soldier through the fucking battlefield. So British. (laughs) The man needs his tea. (laughs) Yes, he must deliver the tea. Okay, so what's the next question? The last one of the Just For Fun section before we move on to the news and listeners' questions. This one is just a simple one. What is the one thing you love above all else in gaming and for me and you personally what is it that we love this week 
Oh, this week? Yeah. Still. For me and Pixie, it's just this week. For everyone else, it's in general. Uh, I've got to say, this week is helping Mystic get to affiliate. That is my best thing this week. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. He's been grinding and grinding, and if you've heard him on the podcast, you can all tell how much of a genuine legend that he is. Yeah, and, and he, let's yeah. be honest, he's he went through the same as I think we've all been through at some point, being content creators, where you... Sorry, people, Sarah come in the room and knock the mic there, sorry. Uh, hey. As you will know, if you know Mystic, he's been through the same thing that we've all been through at some point within our streaming or content creating career and that is that point where you feel like well what's the point i'm i'm streaming to literally two three people or i am only getting two or three views on my videos etc etc you've all been there and yeah it's it's down it's a it's really really bad and especially when you look over at somebody and you see them doing really successfully and you just it's not because they've got better content or anything because you're very very similar but at the same time it's disheartening because you think oh why why is it happening to me i mean a couple and then of times, you think should i quit should i just give it up as a bad job am i really not no good at this and in reality it's just because people have got lives themselves and they've not managed to come and watch you for any part of your stream but just because they weren't there for that one or two streams doesn't mean they're not going to come back and yeah it's really disheartening it's really demoralizing did, as well he did come up to me a couple of times and it was like I'm, I'm starting not to see the point of it and it was like keep going keep grinding you will get there that's why it's called a grind it's that hard fucking like push yourself towards getting it I know it's going to be mental it's going to be hard work but you've just got to think yourself it's, if you want to go for the goal go for it because everybody's going to be behind you and you're going to be helping you get towards it I just feel like people just need to push themselves just a bit further and try and get the affiliate but it was like me and Gamester um, he started streaming before I did and then he pushed me to start streaming so I did and I hit affiliate before him. and You hit affiliate within a week? I hit affiliate within two weeks. But we, we've been talking about it and he was, he was ready for packing it in. And we both agreed it's because I'm a woman. Yeah. Women find it easier to hit affiliate than what men do. And I don't think it should be that way. But it's the truth. But it's, the, it's just fact. It's not it's not undeniable it's not in question uh, women are far more successful on twitch and other streaming platforms than men are and that's just a, a fact and yeah it just means that for once men have to work harder than women to get the same result but it, it did get to you yeah it did get and to it, me it got to the point where gamester nearly nearly gave up and then, yeah, I'm glad I didn't because... Look at you now. Everyone came piling into my stream and we went, we've heard, we've heard what you said. And what? And Pixie told us, no, we're not having it. You don't, you dare give up. And the overwhelming community that we'd already built at that point, and it was 
only half as big as it is now decided no we're going to stop him from doing that he's the king of tgf he's not going to quit not on us now and yeah this community is just amazing and that is the one thing that i've loved above all else this week it's I not the person people or the person it's the community i am very proud of how far you've come i am proud of what you have taught yourself and i love you for it don't ever fucking stop otherwise i will bosh you i'm not gonna stop and dan i'm very proud of how far you've come bro and taylor well you're just taylor and i fucking love you <laughs> I'm, still I'm still proud of you but I fucking love you I just feel like sometimes for myself is I know I've hit it and everything I'm streaming every single day to try and keep the content up and everything that's why I talk like a good week off because I just over bit myself I would, uh, I would just push in each day to try and do better than what I could and I just completely over myself and See, I've, I've told Gamer yeah. this People have got to stop streaming for their viewers, for their followers. Stream for you. Yeah, I did that last night. I had this conversation with Pixie because she said, are you streaming tonight? And I went, no, because I've got that one, uh, that six-hour stream, which I'm doing later on tonight. And I've got that six... Well, We are filming this. We're recording this on Sunday. Yes, we're recording... Sunday the 22nd. Yeah, so for all those people <laughs> that are listening to this on Wednesday, we're recording it on Sunday, as of Sunday... I am going to be doing a six-hour stream, but because I'm doing that six-hour stream later on today, I decided, you know, I'm not streaming like yesterday because I want to have at least that one day every weekend yeah. where I don't stream, where it's just for me. And if I want to game, I can game. <laughs> As it happens, I didn't end up gaming last night very much because I was doing, doing emotes. <laughs> uh, but it's like, Taylor, you're not streaming on Twitch at the moment, are you? Yeah. He's having a break, but you're still doing your TikToks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing my TikToks and YouTube currently right now. I want to still keep that up because those are my two most popular platforms. And if any of you are not following him on TikTok, why? His TikToks are fantastic. So regardless to what happens in this podcast, at the end, in the description, there are going to be links to both Taylor and... Dan, and I'm going to also leave a link for Jonesy. Yeah. Right, are we on shout-outs? No, they haven't told us their loves yet. Oh, right, okay. Should so, we ask Dan? my love oh. this week is this community that we built up. I mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast. I'm going to mention it again now because I am just so proud of it. This little community that we started has just grown into something so much more than the sum of its parts. And I could not be prouder. There is always people to help out. I have tried helping as many people as I possibly can. And I love doing it as well. I love seeing these people that I don't even... I didn't even know a few months ago. But I, I've got to know them now. And I think they're really decent people. Uh, men and women alike. And I am going to champion all of them in a sense of... I will help them. I will advise them if they need it. And they will always have my DMs open if they want to come and chat to me one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, for Jonesy, what is the one thing you love above all else in the gaming industry? I'd say meeting new people, making new friends and family over the gaming world. Meeting people from all around the world from one form or another. That's a very sweet thing. Yeah. 
What about you, Taylor? Just meeting new people, really. Gaming or not. See, that seems to be a very wide consensus when it comes to gamers. Yeah. A lot of people say it's the community behind the gaming that we love. What about you, Dan? I'd say probably the same is meeting new people and seeing how they probably play uh, their games as well as doing it on live streaming to their community. It's just having everybody behind you, really. It makes yeah. a big difference when you've got the right community. Exactly. So, as gamers, we all love gaming, but I think the general consensus amongst what the majority of gamers is we love having this community that we can all hang out with these friends that some of which we've never even met yet we treat better than family because at the end of the day the reason me and pixie are together now is because we're gaming yeah before yeah. we even met we were just chatting and our friendship blossomed from there and let's be honest before we even met, we weren't even in the market. I'd not long, well, a year earlier, lost my partner. Pixie had a rough time. And we weren't looking for a partner. We were looking for a friendship. And our love was born out of that friendship. That, first, that is all thanks to gaming and the community. That first that I come up, what did I do? I brung my PlayStation. Yeah. And then you moaned at me because I had a better one than you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you had the one with the button and not the touch sensitive button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, we are now going to move on to shout outs. Do you want to do shout outs now instead yeah. at the end? Yeah, please. Because I've got. And then I can just right, I will get my off. little post it notes ready because <laughs> otherwise I'll forget. Right, I'm going to do John's shout out. Okay, go on, Johnsy. What is your shout out, hon? All of TGF. Because of how much they have supported me on my streaming journey. Ah, that's sweet. See what I mean about my fucking my gaming community? Our get it right. Our. Oh. No, it's oh. yours. It's Dan's. It's Taylor's. That's it's what mine. I mean. it's, it's everyone's. Ours. <sighs> Don't look at me like that. Right, if you two ready it belongs for your shoutouts, yeah, I am. Go on then, Taylor. Give us your shoutouts. I shout was out. also gonna say TGF as well for the same reason. There we go. Same here. Oh, oh you can't <laughs> see games to his face right now. He's he's getting ready to wallop a little bit. Oh. Because this is exactly what I meant about my greatest achievement in gaming is this is this community that we are building that i absolutely adore i i love it i love being part of this community i love being part of a community that helps each other that like champions other people and starts saying as long as you're not a dick we will support you we will help you and we will push you along on your journey and that's becoming easier and easier because there's so many people willing to jump in with our vision and to help us progress tgf at the same time as progressing the people that we believe deserve more recognition but you're going to need the pen and paper for this because it's not the whole of the tgf it is one member of the tgf that i am going to give a shout out to okay normal life gaming normal life Yes, I am giving him a shout out because he is an incredibly busy man as it is, but he will always pop in and check on people. 
and he found out I was an alien, the bastard. <laughs> if you're not in the Discord, you will not understand that, so please join the Discord and you can go and understand it. <laughs> well, Who's your shout out? For me, my shout out is someone that has been with us since the very beginning, really. And he has never, ever failed to make me smile. Not once, not ever. Whether it's a message on the Discord, whether it's just a chat within the OG message group, or whether it's just him streaming. He has always been fully genuine and supportive of the TGF, and he has always, always helped me out. And I think it's about time that I gave him his very own shout-out. I am, of course, talking about Leech or Nick, as I know him. He's such a good guy, and he thinks that he's not even as good as he is. Which, you know when you hear Simon Cowell on these fucking programs going, you don't know how good you are. Well, that's yes. Nick. And I will say... He doesn't know how good he is. He's such a nice guy, and I do see him like the brother that I never had. He is one of those people that I know I can go to for any kind of advice. And he's not going to bullshit me. He's not going to tell me what I want to hear. All he's going to do is say, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Uh, and I am also just charming in on, on Feather Leech. We now have TGF merch. Yeah. And our wonderful Feather Leech accidentally, on purpose, ordered all of it. <laughs> yeah, accidentally, on purpose. He's ordered every single one of the merch and all the profits that he is going to get from that, he is going to put back into the TGF. We love you, Nick. Now, I do that myself. Uh, as everyone knows, uh, Pixie, that is up to her. I'm not going to ever tell her to do the same. But for me, I always had the mission statement of whenever I earn any money from my streams or from my content, I am going to be putting it straight back into improving my content or the TGF itself. Never gonna it's never gonna be spent on me as like just going out for a night out or bullshit like that. Night out? What's that? We have nights in. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> that's the whole point. I am never ever gonna spend it on just crap. I am always going to be improving my setup or just giving biddies and subs and donations to members of the TGF so I'm going to reinvest it in the TGF because I believe in this community and I love this community. I haven't got, I've got two more shout outs. One is to this ma amazing person, I don't know if you've ever fucking met him right. or ever spoken to him, but his name's Redundant and he's a, he's a fucking legend. Oh that guy, yeah I think yeah. I've heard of him before. I have you? I think, yeah. I think you might need to pop into his streams and have a chin wag him because he's a little fucking legend. Yeah I have, I heard that he used to have a little bit of confidence issues but yeah. then he joined the TGF and he's just, he's, he's blossomed, amazing. He? Eh? Yeah. yeah. Love you, love you Dan. <laughs> Since you said some bro. <laughs> and my last one, I think that he is a beautiful soul. He's, he's a gorgeous looking man. I know where he's, this is going he's already. Got, he's got a cheeky little giggle. And I fucking love his TikToks. My last shout out is to our amazing Taylor. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> oh, Don't go shy on me now. Oh, shy now. <laughs> Sorry, I was just doing something. What was happening? 
what? Have I got to do it again? Have I got to do it again? Yeah, you got to do it again. Right. This last shout out <laughs> is to an amazing, a handsome, a beautiful giggle and amazing TikToks. It's to our Taylor. Thank you. <laughs> I can see him blushing now. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. take compliments very well, people. And I've seen what his face looks like and I don't care what anyone says. He's a handsome young man. He is. And I'm saying that sat next to the husband. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> let's let's carry on. <laughs> right. Listeners' questions? Oh, yes. There is none. Oh, oh it's because we got her on here. <laughs> yeah, there is no listeners' questions. So I'm going to say it again, like I say every single podcast. Please, whether you are a member of TGF, whether you're an OG, a BIG, or just an ambassador it doesn't matter or you could just be a random person who is not even part of the tgf and who has never heard of the tgf well welcome in that's the case (laughs) welcome one and all i would love it if you could let us know some of your gaming stories last week we had some stories about losing data on our consoles or our computer which meant all the work that we'd put into certain games were lost so in that like vein we would like to just know and hear what you think is there any things like that any heartbreaking moments you've had in gaming any moments that have just warmed your heart do you have a missus or a hubby that you met while gaming i do want to say last week we we was going to try and get a follow-up with danny coma about whether he broke his knees his PlayStation, yeah. his memory card, or whether his brother broke his face. We have not had that yet. We will try and get in touch with him and do that next week. Yeah. But beans, we don't have any listeners' questions, I'm going to chuck one out there. Me and you have already answered this question. It is a question that Johnsy has chucked in. Dan, how did you come up with your gamer tag? Um, well, me and my mate Tyler, um, we were discussing because I changed my name, which was originally from Apex Hack to Toxic Sniper, and I we sat down one night and we just basically were discussing over the phone what can we call for my name. Um, I was trying to go through the like favorite films, like the favorite color, the favorite stuff like, and then we just put one together while. I've got Red for my team, United. I've got Dan for that's my real name, and then the dent was. Um, Have you got a dent in your butt cheek? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So I just put it all together, and that's when I just thought redundant. So since I changed it, updated everything, people like it, and people do ask me where does the name come, in, and that's why I, I tell people. That's where, it, that's where it came from. We just sat down and we just basically discussed what I like and everything. I like that. What about you, Taylor? Uh, which gamer tag? My current one or my old one? Oh, you've got to tell us both now. We don't know what okay, your so old the, one was. Okay, so the old one... Uh, the, well, the story behind the old one was just... I want, well, What I did was I wanted to have... My initials in there, which was TMP. Then I just picked out a random number out of nowhere and then came up with 101. 
That was the story of the old one. Right. My current one, which is TG Taylor. The TG is basically a... It's Taylor Gaming, isn't it? It's just our identity tag for me and TG Mini. So it's like the yeah. TGF. Yeah, basically, yeah. 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 It's just a little, like, group tag that we have. Fair enough. To signify, yeah, we're duo partners. Yeah, and a little mini shout-out to Mini. Yes. Hi, because Mini. we like Mini. I think he's uh, such a nice lad. He's got a few... Anger issues. He he gets a little bit. Does he get passionate? He gets passionate, passionate. like I did when I was his age. So he needs to work on that. But other than get, that, he's he such that? a sweetheart as well. And yeah, he told me how he's done uh, one of the Camellia songs on Expert Plus. Yeah, uh, not yeah, long I ago, up, I believe. Yeah, and that's for you, Minnie. Well done, my friend. That is a really good achievement. And if you don't know who it is, I am going to let you know a little secret. Given Up by Linkin Park. It's not really my kind of Linkin Park song because of the screaming bit near the end. But it was him saying, have you done it? And I've only, at that point, I'd only done it once. Anyway, I've, I've done it on Expert Plus and it's really hard near the end. Near the end. And I went, all right, I'll give it a go. And then I realised I got to the end because I'd never even got close to the end before. And I got to the end and I was like, oh, I like this pattern. I like this pattern. It's difficult, but it's fun to do. I like this. And then I've been trying to do it since. Guess what song I completed on Expert Plus last night? I know, you showed me. I showed you. I did too. What one did I show you? Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Yeah, I was buzzing. Boulevard <laughs> of Broken Dreams is great. But I yeah. did it on Expert Plus and I was so happy. Yeah, I did it on Expert Plus with Fastest Song recently. Don't don't, don't take and it away from me. It's, uh, I've been getting used to using Fastest Song and yeah, some of the songs, like Rolling, I love that song, but I can't even get through it with Fastest Song on. I was super close to double Sing that song, but then I just lost my combo. It's heartbreaking. Oh, is that the one where you went... Like 600 notes and then missed. Yes. Oh, wait, wait, 600 notes? No, that was not it. It was the... It was a custom song, like, from... It's a song from Friday Night Funkin', if you ever heard of it, called, I think, Zavadala, I believe? I think I've heard of that, yeah. But I can't say that I've watched it. Okay. Right? Yeah, it's Zavadala. It's Zavadala. Are we on news stories now? Yes, we are on news stories. Can we, we got, do my news story, the one that I found? We've got three news stories, four if you include Pixies. Now, we're also getting quite long on the time for this podcast, but I don't care. Because when we've got more than one guest, I think people can expect it's going to go on a little bit longer. So if you don't like it, tough titty. Deal with it. Yeah, deal with it. We're going to keep going and it's going to take as long as it's going to take. But I know there's going to be a few people like Chill Fungi, for example, who are really happy about that fact because he was the one person who said straight away, I really want it to be a bit longer. I love your podcast. So, Chill, 
<laughs> this is for you, my friend. Now, uh, the first one is regarding the game Abandoned by Blue Box Games. Do we Have we heard about what's been going on? No, I don't think so. Well, I mentioned it a couple of podcast episodes ago about there being loads of rumours that Hideo Kojima were working with them and Abandoned was just the code name for the new Silent Hill. Now, as it turns out, they came out. Hassan, the guy who runs Blue Box Studios, came out and said, look, it's not true. We are not working with Hideo Kojima. Chance would be a fine thing, sort of thing. And he did a video, he told everyone, and everyone was really disappointed, but they thought, okay, so what is Hideo actually working on then? And as it turns out, he's working with Capcom on a, quote, survival horror franchise that is already established. So now everyone's thinking, oh, so maybe he is actually working on Silent Hill. But now, even though the spotlight was put briefly onto Blue Box Games, they have been labelled as scammers. Now, I'm going to read out a little bit of the article that I found, and I'll let you uh, give me your opinions after the fact. <coughs> During an interview with NME, Hassan Karaman addressed the claims. By claims, he means being labelled as a scammer. He said, there is this confusion going round that people say like, yeah, the guys from Blue Box, they're scammers. They use their games to get money or something to get the funds. People are now calling us scammers because they're like, you leave an unfinished game to make people off it. And then that's the last thing that we've ever wanted to do. That's not why we are in the industry at all. Abandoned, as I've just explained, has seen its fair share of controversy re recently, but Caraman states that the game isn't a good example of how Blue Box would want to make their games, and they want everyone to be treated fairly. After all the rumours circling around Blue Box is working with Hideo Kojima, Hassan has made a public statement debunking that fact. He then posted, we don't want people to be treated unfairly, but then, because of that decision, at the end, we're labelled as a scammer. It's really painful and I'm really depressed. I don't sleep right, I don't eat right, and it really, really bothers me. Now, basically what he's referring to is, over the course of the last few years, they've had six games. They've had a private investor, giving them loads of money and then right at near the end turning around and going nope i'm done i've had enough and he pulled all this funding and they had to shelf the game instead of now it being shelved they've basically given it to a group of around four or five people to work on in their spare time they had another android and ios game that they had and it wasn't in a good place it wasn't working as they intended and they got told well you can give it for free but if you give it for free we regret to inform you that if you are i think it was germany if you're in yeah, germany, germany you've got to still pay you even if you only charge 
like a penny for it you've still got to still charge and in, they said well no we want people to tr be treated fairly so we're not going to do that we would rather pull the entire game than have people in one certain country have to pay for our game while the rest of the world get it for free so they pulled it now apparently there are a lot of people kicking off saying you only pulled it because you've earned the money from it that you wanted to earn now you've got microtransactions in it people have been spending money on the game and now you've pulled it you are a scammer so that's where it's all come from and because they've had failed games in the past that didn't see the light of day they are being criticized and told that you're a scammer because you're just trying to earn money from it in their eyes they are saying well no the game was not a mess it, the game was a mess and it's not worth you paying any money for it so we pulled it because we couldn't fix it and now with abandoned they're already taking a massive hit with pre-orders and stuff like that because no one trusts them as a developer yeah but it's not their fault is it in my personal opinion it, i don't think it's their fault they have had a run of bad luck and as any developer an indie studio especially which is what they are i don't think that they should be criticized for trying to do the best that they can when these situations that they are finding themselves in are beyond their control and i don't think they should be labeled as scammers but that's my personal opinion what do you think taylor i don't know how i feel about the whole controversy actually just about the pulling it out if it's not working can't they just do what cyberpunk did and just pull it out well that's what Why they did are they getting controversy for it that's what they did they pulled the game they stopped it from being sold but because they'd already earned money from it the people that are now hearing oh so gamers actually got the game and then purchased in-game content and now it's been pulled that's 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 not right they've earned they've earned all that money exactly dan what do you think um i agree with what taylor's just said it's just really stupid to be honest it just caught in my in my mind it just calls a lot uh, puts a light on the situation of the difficulties that indie developers have now because these people that are under the umbrella of ubisoft or activision or ea they are getting funded to make games they are, might be an indie indie developer but they have got a contract with these parent companies as they're called and they're getting the funds that they need as long as them parent companies can dictate the amount of dlc and the way that that's implemented which we don't agree with i think we can all agree it's not a good state for games to be in however for an indie developer they don't have them kind of resources and when you get a private investor pulling halfway through a deal what can you do there's nothing it's not your fault they've decided to pull their funding so i i'm with you i don't think that they should be criticized for that and i definitely don't think that they should be labeled as scammers the fact he's losing sleep and the fact that he is not happy in himself so he can't even eat properly i 
that is going to cause him to be severely depressed. He could end up turning into a manic depressive because of it. And I don't think that that's fair because of people who are close-minded and not looking at the full picture, criticising him on fucking social medias and saying, no, you're scum, you're scammers. If that was me personally, I don't think I would have been able to stay as diplomatic as he has been throughout the entire thing. So what do you reckon he should do? Was he right to pull the game? Yeah, I'd say so. I think... I'd say, yeah. Yeah, because I don't think... I think I would have made the same call. At the end of the day, I wouldn't want to be one of those developers that just doesn't bother and doesn't care as long as they're earning money. Like, yeah, we'll fix the game at a later date. We're earning money from it, so fuck it. I don't... Yeah, I think he did the right choice. So there you go. The general consensus from everyone in the podcast is exactly right. It's not his fault. He shouldn't be feeling down for it. And he really needs to pick himself up, dust himself off, and just carry on making games in what he believes is morally the right way. And I will back him. I do not think that he's a bad person by any stretch, but I can understand why these comments would play on his mind. Anyway, Pixie has just gone to deal with Sarah, so I am going to go past her news story for now. I will come back to it. But it it came up in the Discord server, and I wanted to talk about it here, because I think it's a decent little topic to discuss and I'm really wanting your opinions on this just to see if it differs from mine. Now as we are fully aware the price of games are going up. They're increasing. So I think we're all aware about that right now. The pricing of games has increased from £60 to £70. Retrospectively it's increasing over in America and places like that as well. Uh, with games costing more and more each year, uh, each year, it's understandable, but now it's opening a discussion regarding the price between generations. Should it stay the same? Uh, should less powerful versions of the game cost the same on current gen that they do for next gen? Or, I think, uh, when it comes to full price games, when it comes to games that have got a lot of DLC, I can completely understand that they need to make money off it, but I think for them games, they should be far cheaper. I'm talking like 40 to 50 pounds. And then if they want to charge over the odds for the DLC, so instead of the original 11.99 for a map pack, instead of that, knock it up to 20. If you really want it, you can get it. If you, if you really want to get the, uh, like not the battle pass, but if you really want to get all the DLC, like the season pass for it, then how about getting the season pass at fifty quid instead of like thirty, like it is now? It basically means you can play the game and you are not obligated to purchase anything else if you don't want to. But there is a lot more content open to you if you want to pay more. However, for one player games, and these are like the story driven narratives, 
they should be 70 quid they should be a lot more because it takes a lot more to craft one of them games and any dlc that should feature in that game should be free as a as a little added extra when they put a game into production from the very get-go they will already have in mind a a game in its sense and then the dlc that will go with it after the fact it's like this like for me i play destiny so and every every new dlc is like nearly 95 85 quid and i'm like i know bungie are good at doing what they do but it's just so expensive and it's just like that's just like for somebody that's half like probably their weight it's probably gone but it's yeah i see where you're coming from but that's like a live service and uh, yeah i understand where you're coming from but i think you should be more forgiving when it's a one-player game because the one player game is not going to have as much replayability and they have already made the DLC at the same time they made the game so the game's already created and that would normally cost X amount and they are definitely going to make more from people purchasing the game at just a full price without any DLC they will still make profit and I think if they did it that way more people would flock to them and they wouldn't bother to criticize them and say yeah i'm going to keep replaying this because i'm happy with it like this so yeah that's my general thoughts on it taylor what do you think well what's it again <laughs> he weren't listening <laughs> <laughs> no, i was listening i just totally forgot they're basically saying if dlc should be free or oh dlc the I don't know how I feel about DLC in certain games. Certain games like what? Well, the general consensus for this was uh, the price of games are going up because the price yeah. to make them is going up. And should the same version of the game sell Battlefield 2042, for example, it's going to be 70 quid regardless whether you get it on the PS4 yeah. or the PS5. Now in the PS5, it's going to be a whole lot better, and whole then some. Game. Yeah, it's like a whole different game, a bit exactly like, really, exactly like they did with Battlefield 4. Battlefield 4 on the PS3 was nowhere near as good as it was on the PS4, and yet it was the same price. Do you think it should be a lower price for the current gen, or be the same as next gen lower i said previous gen should have a cheaper yes. and then if you want a upgrade do what like cold war does and sell it at the same price and then you get the well if you want a upgrade to next gen have a different package to have at the same price and then you get both previous and yeah. next gen and then for dlc I yeah. say lower that too. Depending on if it depends on how how much content is in it. If it's like overpriced for what you're getting, yeah, lower the price. Yeah. So now the last of the topics for today's podcast is the one that Pixie came out with, and it's simply 
there has been a new world record set on Call of Duty Zombies. And I thought, once I'd read the article, I thought, yeah, this is well worth being discussed on the podcast. I'll just let you listen to what I'm going to say because I think it's going to surprise you as well. It certainly surprised me. The official KHF is a YouTuber and a streamer that plays zombies and normally nothing but zombies. Mm. He's a respected member of the zombies community and he has set many records in zombie panic. He's set many records in zombies in the past. But his latest feat might just be the unbreakable record. One of those that just stands the test of time and no one beats it. He previously set a high round record of 848. But now he's just smashed it by recording another successful exfil on round 935. What makes this even more amazing is he wasn't even doing it for the notoriety because he wasn't recording it and he wasn't streaming it and it was only thanks to his friend recording it for him that we now have proof of this staggering 130 hour mission to complete the world record. So the question is, will anyone ever beat it? Hardcore gamers probably. 935. If you're really dedicated, yeah, possibly, but wow, that's going to take a while. That, just so you know, is the cap. That's what the developers set the cap at. They didn't think anyone was ever going to get past it. Imagine how long it would take just to do one round. One round, normally if it's on easy, it takes 15 minutes, but... I think every round now is gone up by about 45 minutes, so... Yeah, because the health increase, the uh, attack power increases of all the zombies. And then, on top of that, you've got all these big beasties now. Like, it started off back in Origins with the Panzer. And now it's gone from that to these massive beasts that can grab hold of you and pull you towards them and stuff like that. Imagine doing it. That is, has got to be one of the most impressive world records when it comes to gaming that I've ever heard. What do you reckon? I'd say I'd take a chance of it. I'd go for it. 130 hours it took him. <laughs> so like, uh, just trying to work it out. That would have been just over a week of solid playing, no sleep. No, because you can pause it now. Yeah, you can pause it and come back to it the next day. But whoa, imagine if you got to like around 300 and something and you paused it to go and get your head down. You got up the next day and it blue screened on you. I'll be done. I'll delete the game. Yeah, I, I'd just be like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably say for Cardiff, if they put it that high, I'd suggest they're going to do it even more high or... Yeah, even if it was just to like 1,000 or something, or 999. I'd let him at least put it up. I'd, I'd, set a, I'd set a high goal. I'd set up at least 1,500. And if anybody can do it, or fill it properly, I'd let him put it that as the goal. If they reach the bloody cap on zombies, they should actually complete the fucking battle pass, become a fucking... 
prestige master straight off. They should get some for it, shouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, yeah, look at like, all the notoriety the guy, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy got for jumping out of a jet in Battlefield, blowing up another jet and then jumping back in his jet. He got loads of notoriety for that. And that took him all of a few attempts. You'd... Go on, Taylor, you were about to say. Activision should send them something. Yeah. yeah. Like, like one of them the, ultimate care packs their, or something. Like, ask them, like, ask what their address is, and then just send them a bunch of zombie stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. as, like, a reward for, like, you know, getting no, to No one else cap. has hit this cap, so this is for you. It's a one-off one thing. Nobody else is going to yeah. have it. Like a, I don't know, like a 30-inch fucking zo- model of a zombie or something. Yeah. Just something, just to say that they've done it is a congratulations. And then I got a personalized letter. Yeah. Yeah. With like just embossed something. letter, something just to mark it. But that's it. That's the end of the podcast. It's been over two hours. So chill. That one's Ooh. for you, mate. <laughs> and this is gonna take a fucking age for me to go through and edit, but it's gonna be worth it. It can wait until tomorrow. Though. I've got a busy day today. <laughs> and yeah, t- take the rest of like the day off. right well take the rest of the day off you got the six hour stream anyway exactly so just take the rest of the day off yeah why not thank you to dan thank you to taylor for both of you joining us and thank you to jonesy for being our spiritual guest i much appreciate each one of you It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know all three of you that little bit better. And I already knew you pretty well, but every listener that's going to listen to this might not have even heard of you. So this is going to be good to put it out there and to let you lovely lot know exactly what people think of you. Of course, if you are new to the podcast, then please follow us on Spotify, Anchor and platforms like that because we will upload a new podcast on every single Wednesday and I absolutely adore doing them. If you're not part of the TGF, go over to the TGF Discord server and join the gaming family. Why not? Because all you have to do is click the link that's below this podcast episode and other than that i would like to say give us some more questions people if you are listening to this and if you enjoy the podcast it doesn't matter what you put just give us some feedback give us some stories about you gaming that you think we might like or that we might find entertaining you can do that simply by emailing wearetgf at gmail.com and i will read and reply to every single email that we receive Thank you so much to my beautiful lady, the Pixiness. You're welcome. Thank you to... to uh, and he said Tony then. <laughs> I'm still thinking I'm in last week's podcast. You are. Thank you to Taylor. I much appreciated you coming on, pal. It was great being here. And Dan, again, thank you so much, mate. It's a shame we couldn't get you on them all them episodes ago, but now we've finally managed to do it. Thank you for being a part of the We Are TGF podcast. Both of you, absolute legends, and I love you both. You just talk over the top of him. Sorry, Dan. I said it's my honour to be in this podcast. Sorry I couldn't come in last one, but yeah, I've enjoyed it.
good. It's been good to know, get to know you that little bit better. It has. And same to you, Taylor, and to you, John Z. Channeling. Yes. Right, until next time, I am going to let us all sign off. I'm going to say goodbye and bid you a fond farewell. A toodaloos. See ya. Adios. And I will catch you, lovely lot, in the next one.